Chapter forty two of the Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas. The translator is unknown. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gail Timmerman Vaughan. Chapter forty two. In which Monsieur de Corneau understands nothing of what is passing. Don Manuel was less yellow than usual, that is to say, he was more red. He had just been having a fierce altercation with his valet, and they were still disputing when Beausir entered. Come, Monsieur Beausir, and set us right, said the valet. About what? This one hundred thousand francs. It is the property of the association, is it not? Certainly. Ah, Monsieur Beausir agrees with me. Wait, said Don Manuel. Well, then, continued the valet, the chest ought not to be kept close to the ambassador's room. Why not? asked Beausir. Monsieur Manuel ought to give us each a key to it. Not so, said Manuel. Do you suspect me of wishing to rob the association? I may equally suspect you when you ask for a key. But, said the valet, we have all equal rights. Really, monsieur, if you wish to make us all equal, we ought to have played the ambassador in turn. It would have been less plausible in the eyes of the public, but it would have satisfied you. And besides, said Beausir, Monsieur Manuel has the incontestable privilege of the inventor. Oh, replied the valet, the thing once started, there are no more privileges. I do not speak for myself only. All our comrades think the same. They are wrong, said both Manuel and Beausir. I was wrong myself to take the opinion of Monsieur Beausir. Of course, the secretary supports the ambassador. Monsieur, replied Beausir, you are a knave whose ears I would slit, if it had not already been done too often. You insult me by saying that I have an understanding with Manuel. And me also, said Manuel. And I demand satisfaction, added Beausir. Oh, I am no fighter. So I see, said Beausir, seizing hold of him. Help, help, cried the valet, attacked at once by both of them. But just then they heard a bell ring. Leave him and let him open the door, said Manuel. Our comrades shall hear all this, replied the valet. Tell them what you please, we will answer for our conduct. Monsieur Beaumet, cried the porter from below. Well, we shall have no more contests about the one hundred thousand francs, said Manuel, for they will disappear with Monsieur Beaumet. Monsieur Beaumet entered, followed by Bossange. Both looked humble and embarrassed. Beaumet began and explained that political reasons would prevent their fulfilling their contract. Manuel cried out angrily. Beausir looked fierce. Manuel said that the bargain was completed and the money ready. Beaumet persisted. Manuel, always through Beausir, replied that his government had been apprised of the conclusion of the bargain, and that it was an insult to his queen to break it off. Monsieur Beaumet was very sorry, but it was impossible to act otherwise. Beausir, in Manuel's name, refused to accept the retraction, and abused Monsieur Beaumet as a man without faith, and ended by saying, You have found someone to pay more for it. The jewellers colored. Beausir saw that he was right, and feigned to consult his ambassador. Well, said he at length, if another will give you more for your diamonds, we would have to do the same, rather than have this affront offered to our queen. Will you take fifty thousand francs more? Beaumet shook his head. One hundred, or even one hundred and fifty thousand, continued Beausir, willing to offer anything rather than lose the booty. The jewellers looked dazzled for a moment, consulted together, and then said, No, monsieur, it is useless to tempt us. A will more powerful than our own compels us to decline. You understand, no doubt, that it is not we who refuse. 
we only obey the orders of one greater than any of us. Beausire and Manuel saw that it was useless to say more, and tried to look and speak indifferently on the matter. Meanwhile the valet had been listening attentively, and just then making an unlucky movement stumbled against the door. Beausire ran to the antechamber. "'What on earth are you about?' cried he. "'Monsieur, I bring the morning dispatches.' "'Good,' said Beausire, taking them from him. "'Now go.' They were letters from Portugal, generally very insignificant, but which, passing through their hands, before going to Ducarneau, often gave them useful information about the affairs of the embassy. The jewellers, hearing the word dispatches, rose to leave like men who had received their congé. Well, said Manuel, when they were gone, we are completely beaten. Only one hundred thousand francs, a poor spoil. We shall have but eight thousand each. It is not worth the trouble, but it might be fifty thousand each. Good, replied Manuel, but the valet will never leave us now. He knows this affair has failed. Oh, I know how we will manage him. He will return immediately, and claim his share, and that of his comrades, and we shall have the whole house on our hands. Well, I will call him first to a secret conference. Then leave me to act. I think I understand, said Manuel. Neither, however, would leave his friend alone with a chest, while he went to call him. Manuel said that his dignity as ambassador prevented him from taking such a step. "'You are not ambassador to him,' said Beausire. "'However, I will call through the window.' The valet, who was just beginning a conversation with the porter, hearing himself called, came up. Beausire said to him with a smiling air, "'I suppose you were telling this business to the porter?' "'Oh, no. Are you sure?' "'I swear. For if you were, you were committing a great folly, and have lost a great deal of money.' How so? Why, at present, only we three know the secret, and can divide the one hundred thousand francs between us, as they all now think we have given it to Monsieur Beaumet. Morbleu, cried the valet, it is true, thirty-three thousand three hundred francs each. Then you accept? I should think so. I said you were a rogue, said Beausire, in a thundering voice. Come, Don Manuel, help me to seize this man, and give him up to our associates. Pardon, pardon, cried the unfortunate. I did but jest. Shut him up until we can devise his punishment. The man began to cry out. Take care, said Beausire, that Ducourneau does not hear us. If you do not leave me alone, said the valet, I will denounce you all. And I will strangle you, said Don Manuel, trying to push him into a neighboring closet. Send away Ducourneau somewhere, Beausire, while I finish this fellow. When he had locked him up, he returned to the room. Beausire was not there. Don Manuel felt tempted. He was alone, and Beausire might be some little time. He could open the chest, take out all the banknotes, and be off in two minutes. He ran to the room where it was. The door was locked. Ah, oh, thought he. Beausire distrusted me and locked the door before he went. He forced back the lock with his sword, and then uttered a terrible cry. The chest was opened and empty. Beausire had got, as we know, a second key. He had forestalled Manuel. Manuel ran down like a madman. The porter was singing at the door. He asked if Beausire had passed. Yes, some ten minutes ago. Manuel became furious, summoned them all, and ran to release the unfortunate valet. But when he told his story, Manuel was accused of being an accomplice of Beausire, and they all turned against him. Monsieur de Cournau felt ready to faint when he entered and saw the men preparing to hang Monsieur de Souza. Hang Monsieur de Souza, cried he. It is high treason. At last they threw him into a cellar, fearing his cries would arouse the neighborhood. 
At that moment, loud knocks at the door disturbed them. They looked at each other in dismay. The knocks were repeated, and someone cried, Open, in the name of the Portuguese ambassador. On hearing this, each made his escape in terror, as best he could, scrambling over walls and roofs. The true ambassador could only enter by the help of the police. They found and arrested Monsieur du Cournot, who slept that night in the Châtelet. Thus ended the adventure of the sham embassy from Portugal. End of chapter 42